Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside. Happy Monday. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Where we have NBA drama. It is physical. It is fast. It is furious. Somehow, Joel Embiid went to the free throw line after he pushes over a player and grabs hey, a hey. rebound. You can only call so many <laughs> offensive fouls on him before you just say, all right, Woo. there's a lot of contact. You were the uh, runner-up for MVP. You get that call. It has been some kind of level of physicality the last few minutes in this game. 76ers, and it hasn't been a great game because you're talking about the two best players on the court. Uh, you got Joel Embiid with 14 points, now 15. He's 4 out of 17 from the floor, and Trey Young has 19. He's 7 out of 25. So there hasn't been a lot of offense from the two big stars, but 95-94, 76ers with the lead now with just under four minutes left to go. This was a big lead by the Sixers, and the Hawks have eaten away at this in the fourth quarter. 
So now it is a back-and-forth game with just over three minutes left to go. And look, it's not like Embiid and Trey Young are having horrendous games. You know, Embiid's got 20 boards and Trey Young's got 17 assists. But this has been one of those throwback physical NBA games. Not, not all the way back to the 80s when there was like no defense. But I mean like the mid-90s when you would still see teams play really lockdown defense. Maybe even into the early 2000s. This is the kind of the game it's been where you see all kinds of plays and you look at the refs and I go, the ref isn't even looking. He's, he's not – or he's looking right at this play and deciding not to blow the whistle. Yeah, but it's you know kind why of he's one of those 90s do that? throwback all they, games. Because all anybody does is cry after every possession looking for a foul. I mean, not that that always hasn't been the case in the NBA, but how many times you watch games now, it's like, just go play defense. Okay, you didn't get the call this trip down. Just shut up, stop eyeballing the referee, and go play basketball. <laughs> Next time out, go ask him, ask him why you didn't get that call. But, I mean, we see so much of that now. I mean, you saw it with Trey Young. Picked up the technical foul because he started doing the thing with his hands. Hey, open your eyes. You know, mm-hmm. wear some glasses. What are mm-hmm. you missing? And Embiid stalking the guy a couple minutes ago after an offensive foul call. It's like... You guys are beating the hell out of each other in this game. Again, a little bit of a throwback, which is great as playoff basketball you want to do. But to then look for the foul call every time, you're not James Harden. Okay, they're not <laughs> just going to send it to you because yeah, because you have the ball and you and you fall every time you take a shot. They're not going to do that to you. Well, because I mean, he's also is. fallen a couple of times. Like I defy you to find contact on a couple yeah. of times. He's gone to the court today. Speaking of Embiid. Yeah, uh, it is. It has been like I said. It's been one of those '90s, early 2000s throwbacks. That's kind of how I see. It. It's like like you're watching the Spurs and the Suns in the Western Conference Finals, or you know the Knicks and the Pacers. It's it's kind of one of those because you still have enough offense. You got guys hitting threes up and down, but really it's been tight. It's been very physical, and so you know the final score is going to be somewhere in the early hundreds, unless we wind up going to overtime. Uh, there's a minute left to go in the game, and Atlanta has taken a nine. 99-98 lead uh, and they have the basketball. So Philadelphia had a four-point lead and Joel Embiid misses a three and he, and he airballs a jumper and uh, the Hawks get a couple of hoops and now they have the one-point lead with less than a minute left to go. I mean, I watched Embiid take that three a couple seconds ago and said, what is he doing? And then I watched him take that jumper. What is he doing? Well, what what is, did, he, did he at least graze iron? I, I haven't seen the, the replay of that one yet. It looked like it might have you know, been one of those that just graze it, you know, waffer thin. Uh, but either way, it was a terrible shot with nothing on it. I mean, he thinks he's Bruce Brown these last couple of minutes. Oh. I'm just going to take much maligned Bruce shots. Brown. <laughs> oh, I mean, really, those were two horrible shots by the Sixers. It's like, I get you're running out of gas. I get things are difficult. But, man, for Embiid to just throw up a three. And, again, he takes about four or five threes a game. But that was a horrible shot. And then he takes that jumper. It's like I feel like he's out of gas. And I'm not going to get to the hoop anymore. Well, he went too strong on the three, right? I mean, yeah. As soon as he let, left his hands, like, wow, he may bank that in, uh, back iron. And then he went for the touch on the, the short jump shot and came up, well, short. So, yeah, the, the leg's certainly there, and he's still uh, a menace on defense. So we'll see how this, this finishes. But it's aesthetically – I mean, it's pleasing because I, I like to see the – the energy and I like to see bodies flying from actual hits. Maybe I'm, I'm missing football too much already. Been yeah, watching the spring be. league and all that stuff. Could, <laughs> but 
<laughs> I really want to see some more offense. I really want to see it. Now, look, I get it. It's going to be a very difficult conversation where it's, but don't you want Joel Embiid to be taking these shots? Yes, but you want better shots than this from Embiid. Well, because that was to get the- to the free throw line. Look, Embiid is struggling tonight. He's perfect from the line. He's four out of 19. This is where if you are the Hawks, you point his way to the hoop and say, take these shots. Go ahead. We're giving them to you. We're not going to foul you. You want to take that three? Take it. You want to take that 15-foot step-back jumper? Take it. We're going to let because we know this is not your night, and we know you're exhausted. Well, it's just funny because the uh, I mean, the other night we were live and in living color when Bruce Brown took that shot that did not go down, and immediately he, he was absolutely killed for it. It's like, why is that ball not in the hands of your star? It's like, because he's had a pretty good night, and he's wide open. <laughs> and he's a professional athlete getting paid. I, I don't. I don't understand. Where, where's the problem here? But the same thing here. Of uh, get down on the low block, get fouled, go to the line. Mm. Uh, so again, a lot of drama happening right now. Timeout on the floor. The Hawks with a 101-98 lead, trying to tie this series up at two games apiece. Less than a minute left to go. Remember, beginning of the season. In the preseason, I picked the Hawks to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Remember that. I picked the Hawks to go there. If they lose this game, remember I didn't. But I, right now, I picked the Hawks to go to the Eastern Conference Finals before the season began. It's moment. documented. It's there. They were my – who was my heat team of, of, the, of this season? It's the Atlanta Hawks. Said, no, that's true. Their firepower is going to do it, man. Yeah, you've been hopping place to place and, and like you're skipping stones on a, on a summer day out by a lake, uh, kind of the way you've been going through teams. Hey, I picked I, the Bucs to go to the I finals too, cla- man. You've claimed everybody Remember, except I the picked Bulls the Bucks. at this I point. I picked the Bucs to go to the I picked the Bulls. I said, watch, Jordan's going to have no, a great No, 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 but that's what I said. You picked everybody to do something <laughs> impressive except for the Kings and the, and the Bulls. Well, Everybody you, well, else yeah, you, yeah. you had as one of no. your sleeper teams or at some point this year. I will say this, though. You know Look, what's I great about the line game? somewhere, man. I got to yeah, draw the no, line. I can't, no, I, can't just be, I can't just say good things about everybody, man. I no, draw the line no, no, somewhere. no. No, I mean, look, we're, we're, we're the positivity show of record. Uh, there's <laughs> no question. There's my, my opening nod to my guys, Petrus and Money, here on AM570 LA Sports in LA. You know, show of record. Well, we're going to claim the uh, claim that uh, as well as, you know, I, I, I liked what the Nuggets were bringing until they quit. And I didn't see. I, I didn't see what happened with Michael Malone. Did he call him quitters in the post game yesterday, or what? He After walked, that actually, nonsensical Jokic yeah. uh, ejection. Yeah, actually, Mike D'Antoni is going to interview for that job too. They haven't. They just haven't yeah, said it's anything great. yet. Hey, Here, let's, let's run Portland? up and down, and let's not play defense either. Listen, on your way back from Portland, can you swing down here? We can talk to you just for a little bit, just a little tiny bit. All right, just a little tiny bit. All right, great. Uh, so anyway, we'll have an update on this game coming up in a few minutes again. Atlanta with a 101-99 lead, 40 seconds left to go. Meanwhile, hey, the big story in the NBA, now it looks like Kevin Durant, we're going to find out what kind of player he still is yeah. because the Nets are going to have to play this pivotal game five without Kyrie Irving, out with an ankle injury that was suffered in the game four loss, and James Harden is still... Still not ready to come no, back. No, this is only four, buddy. Oh, game, game four, four, sorry. You know, and he is still not oh, ready uh, to come back. That'll be game five, yeah. The coming four game five was hurt. The game, you're supposed to do the math on the show. I am doing the math. You're supposed to do the math. You're not doing the math right. You're doing the math. game four, now we go game five. You're only counting to five, buddy. Buddy, you're only counting to five. Well, I'm going King Kong Bundy. One, two, three. <laughs> 
you're only counting to five. Uh, so now this series where it looks like the Bucks were cooked. Remember, and I, yeah. I told you I did not pick the Bucks. Yeah, to go to you the jumped finals. off. Really now fast. the Bucks have tied it. They've played really well the last couple of games. Remember, I did pick them to go to the finals. <laughs> and now you're going to have to see the Nets navigate the rest of this series, at least in this pivotal game five, without two of their three stars. Now I'm going to give you because now this is going to be this is going to go from about being about Kyrie Irving to about Kevin Durant. So we can we can move this conversation forward a little bit now. I will give you a bold Kyrie Irving, James Harden injury prediction for what's going to happen next for the Nets. Kevin Durant is not going to play well enough because he has not played enough basketball to be able to do it all by himself, right? And, and that's why you can say these injuries that we've seen for Kyrie and, and, and for Harden, it's kind of like – it's almost it feels like they were inevitable because we saw that they didn't play a lot of basketball during the season, and now suddenly you have to have this big uptick in play right away. Um, boy, forget about the gelling part of it. This is about the health part of it. And I guarantee you the Nets thought, hey, we're going to be fine, right? We just need the three guys on the floor beginning of the playoffs, and we're going to roll. Not quite that easy. Not in the playoffs when defensive intensity comes up and the game is, is officiated different. You play it different. When you haven't played a lot of basketball and suddenly you got to really go and it's every other night and it's all the pressure and everything that goes along and it's heavy, heavy minutes and you haven't done that, you're going to be more susceptible to injury. So that part of it kind of feels inevitable that, well, yeah, James Harden was going to wind up suffering a hamstring injury and, you know, Kyrie was kind of a freak injury, but but look, that that's kind of how it goes. And now you're going to see Kevin Durant, who has not played enough basketball to be able to carry the team by himself. You saw when Kyrie went out in game four. Ooh, was that a bad game for him? And I don't know that he has the game right now to be able to take teams when he's the only guy that's going to be the big scoring threat. So what you are going to see, I guarantee you, this is going to be this is going to be it. KD is not going to play well in game five. The Nets will lose. He will lash out right after it, at the media, at people on social media. He will lash out at people who are going to say, KD's not who he thought he was, can't do it by himself, he's not LeBron, and because that's who he is. And I know how this is going to end. It's going to end with the Nets losing if the, if the two are out, and it's going to be Kevin Durant bitter and upset and, and, and lashing out at people who are going to say, oh, you don't think I'm good enough, because that's who he is. That's exactly what's going to happen now because the Nets with three stars are almost unbeatable. With two stars, they can get pretty far. One star now, that when, when, when you're the Bucks and you are outstarring the Nets, you're supposed to win this series now. And if they don't have their stars get back, the Nets are going to be cooked. And this is how fast it happens. We told you at the beginning of the series, if the Nets have some kind of injury difficulties, forget about next round, they'll be in trouble this round with the Bucks. And that's exactly what's happened. You know, you didn't expect Kyrie to go out the way he did with a, with a, a, a you know, a fluky uh, injury, you know, just came down and landed on Giannis's foot. And it was, it was just an unfortunate play and you feel bad because you want to see the best players play. But this is how, this is how tenuous it was for the Nets and their era of three superstars because they haven't played the injuries. So like we talked about guys, you hold your breath with last week, like Joel Embiid and Jacob deGrom. Yeah, it's kind of that way with the Nets and that's how things are going to go. If they don't win, Kevin Durant is not going to be ready for the criticism that's coming his way and he's going to lash out and it's going to be a big off season of questioning and the direction and can they win with these three? Are they all going to be healthy? I'm telling you, if they don't get those guys back, that's how the next three, couple games are going to go well think about it from the you know the historical part of it of Kevin Durant still being all upset that it was never acknowledged as his team when he won two finals MVPs right still salty that it was all about 
Steph Curry, and, well, you joined Steph's team, so mm-hmm. he's still the leader of the pack, even though you overtook him. It didn't quite work the same way that he, he had seen it work for LeBron, where Dwayne Wade invited everybody to the party, and then they took over the party. <laughs> like LeBron did. And suddenly I was like, wow, did you go to that rager at LeBron's? It's like, no, that was Dwayne Wade's place. Like, no, oh, man, they had multiple surges to where it just over the top. I mean, they won multiple nights. Um, you know, Kevin Durant showed up. They won. But it's still, hey, Steph's house, man. That was really good. And, and Clay and, and Draymond. And then Kevin's over there. Uh, so, yeah, he'll be salty because now it's going to be, well, you couldn't do it by yourself. Right, the criticism goes. Not he had neutral after winning a couple of titles. If he can't rise up with a big effort, and I, I mean, how many times did you see his stats from Game Four in some sort of meme or just you know here's a graphic all over your social media or any blog that you read, websites uh, embedded in game previews where well look how poorly he shot here. So yeah, the pr- the pressure's on, and we know he reads it all. Uh, as for Kyrie, he'll be fine because he'll just shrug and say, I don't, I don't deal with you. And, and then Harden will walk away and, well, we'll find him with another jersey in the rafters of a club this offseason. So he'll be fine. But it's Durant. Yeah, if this blows up spectacularly, he's, he's the guy you got to watch. And uh, I still hold out uh, some hope that he and Giannis have a tremendous one-on-one battle and it's all fun and, and, and good for us all and Joe Harris hits a shot or two to make it interesting. Uh, but right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm not overly optimistic. Uh, hyperbaric chambers for them all. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I mean, I could see it. That's exactly how it's going to go for... Kevin Durant if these guys don't come back because mentally he's not he's not strong enough to take on the responsibility by himself. He's someone that oh, that that looks for looks for to make enemies and and, and I, I just don't see this ending well for him. I don't see him saying get on my shoulders. Now a lot of it is because physically he's not at that point yet. You know, and maybe if he he was a guy that was, you know, a couple of years recovered from his Achilles and he played a lot of minutes and his body was used to it again. Okay, maybe but then you're also talking about guys going to be 33 34 with the time he does it i just well, don't yeah. think he's in that point right now to do it it's very well very we were difficult. talking about it uh, last week when we started seeing the minutes that he and Kyrie were, were putting in going wow this this doesn't bode well long term not that you're looking at injuries or expecting that but just wondering if you're going to be gassed when you're playing every other day and i and i wouldn't say he's not you know from the mental strength of things i just think he, he internalizes and gets angry about it so mm. we we get the fireworks which is slightly different and maybe nuanced, but the same point. He will not be happy, and he will find his burner accounts active once again. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening fox sports radio the jason smith show with my best friend mike Harmon. oh and my goodness it's not often you see a player have a half of playoff basketball like joel Embiid. it is even less often when it's a star of the caliber of joel Embiid. he goes 0 for 12 from the floor in the second half rain man his last two minutes was a bad look three that didn't go it was a 15 footer that didn't even draw iron and he missed what could have been the game winning layup with eight seconds left to go as the hawks beat the sixers 103 to 100 we will have more on this game coming up in a few minutes and boy that second half from Joel and B is something we're going to talk about for a long time minus uh, but, 16 baby who boy uh but joining us now on the hotline for all the latest news in the national football league cbs sports nfl insider extraordinaire jason lock and four what's happening jay happy monday man hey happy monday uh so hey so listen uh, apparently uh Le'Veon bell had a weekend and uh not only Ooh. does he he doesn't he doesn't want to play for Andy <laughs> Reid he's, a, he's, yeah. he's he's not he's not a happy guy. Does somebody have to tell him right now his NFL oh. career might be over? 
<laughs> yeah, I, look, um, it's funny. We were talking about this on my show today. It, it, you look back about, I don't know, three years. I don't think in real time we gave Mike Tomlin enough credit for that thing he was holding together there. Um, they were winning games in a lot of them. And you you had Ben and Le'Veon and A.B., a- um, Pouncey. You, you had some... Some personalities there. Uh, you 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 had some guys who certainly, uh, I guess, danced to the rhythm of their own drummer, and that uh, they, they kept that thing together for about as long as possible until AB finally went off the rails there, and what pretty much was MIA for a do or die game late in that season. But yeah, I, I mean, look. <laughs> Andy Reid has been really good to a lot of offensive players' careers. He's resuscitated careers. Mike Vick, uh, he he has managed to find the best and bring out the best in a lot of people. And he had a whole bunch of running backs there, and maybe at the time he signed Le'Veon Bell, there was one school of thought about how that was going to go down. Um, but you know what? If it didn't go down that way, it says a whole lot more about Le'Veon Bell and where he is right now than Andy Reid. Well, I like that teammates uh, jumped up saying, oh, everybody's got something to say. Uh, right? The honey Badger, among others, just being like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah, it, you know. It, look, it's it's got to be like Le'Veon Bell, in his heart of hearts, has to know that had he just gone down the road that the Steelers had laid out for him with their extension mm-hmm. and stayed in that offense where, at that point, the offensive line is still really, really good and Munchak's still there and, you know, Ben is still a very effective quarterback, he would have made more money and had more success and continued to build his brand, and he'd be looked at as an icon in Pittsburgh, right? Well, and he would have never been a Jet! I'm saying he he would have he could have been able to go back there right and sign autographs for a hundred dollars a pop and yep. going into their ring of honor or you know what I mean what's what's that worth in terms of um, your your ability to sell your name for the next forty years and now he's looked at as a joke there right and things have spiraled out of control and he hasn't had any success anywhere since he left and he made less money in real time than he could have had he stayed there and. He damaged sort of the way he's viewed in the game and by fans and kind of sullied what was a Hall of – he was on a Hall of Fame path. You know what I mean? He was he was the quintessential modern tailback, and he could win on three downs in three different – you know, in multiple ways. He could – you know, he, he, he could win in a traditional run set. He could – win for you if you wanted to mess around in the pistol or something like that. He could win for you in the slot as a wide receiver. Hell, he could win for you on the outside as a wide receiver. And we don't really think about that or talk about that anymore. Uh, And it's too bad, but he's his own worst enemy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that he plays again. I mean, is anybody going to sign? Look, bro, it's (laughs) (laughs) OTAs and minicamp and all this baloney's wrapping up. I mean, no, I don't think. I mean, it would take a whole bunch of injury. I don't. I think it's over. I mean, at that position and the wear and tear on him and the lack of effectiveness and the juice not being worth the squeeze. You're, you're talking about um, 
a reserve running back who's not going to give you anything on special teams, who you know might say something stupid to a fan, might do something stupid on social media, might you know do something to invoke the ire of a of another head coach. It, no, I, 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 and, and look again, he can he can you know throw darts at Andy Reid, but the bottom line is there's a lot of guys in this league who know they aren't half the offensive mind he is. And they got to be sitting there saying, well, wait a minute, if Andy Reid had no role for this guy um, with all the stuff he had going on there, then what am I going to get at him? All right, Jason. Did uh, Russell Wilson, when he went in front of the microphone with a lot of pauses and and moving his head about to make sure everybody was getting everything he, he said written down, uh, is, did he just put a pin on this, or have they uh, kissed and made up in Seattle? No, I mean, look, he – what he said is true, and, and it's true because he was very calculated and careful about how he handled this thing to make sure it was true. But he's not pleased with the way things have been going there, and they're very aware of it. And they've got one year here to see how this thing goes before um, he and and they have some decisions to make about <coughs> – excuse me, who who's going to be at the helm there for the next five or ten years. And – you just start, you know, you look at the contract, you look at where the cap's going, you, you look at what's going to happen between now and then with Lamar Jackson and, and, and Josh Allen and maybe some other quarterbacks too. And are they going to really re up with him? Are, are they going to be in a position where they think they're still um, best suited to, to try to win championships, plural, with a quarterback approaching his mid 30s, um, making the argument that he should make $45 million a year? Or will it make sense for them to make a monster trade, uh, reallocate those resources, and try to build you know something for the long term, more along the lines of what their model was uh, when they drafted and developed Russell Wilson? And nobody knows the answers to those questions yet, and nobody knows, including Russell, how inclined he will or won't be um, to want to do another long-term deal there. Until you see how things go this year and what's going on with the staff and what's going on with Pete Carroll and what's going on with the scheme and what's going on with the offensive line. We don't, I mean, this is hunky-dory time, man. This is, you know, roses and cherries and smoochie-boochies in the NFL. I mean, hope springs eternal, right? Everybody's, everybody looks great. Everybody's draft picks look awesome. Yeah. You know, doing Zach these 7 awesome. at sure. 45% of real speed against air. <laughs> Hell, Jordan Love's a freaking rock star. Just ask Hall of Famer. practice last Friday. Get the hell out of here. Right? Best hey, Packer quarterback BS. ever. We'll find out in September. <laughs> Jason Lockett for our guest, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. All right, now, speaking of the whole drama with the Packers, I just want to tee you up with what you wrote on CBS earlier today. The first sentence of your column on the Green Bay Packers and their showdown with Aaron Rodgers verbatim. It's hard to watch the Green Bay Packers operate these last 15 months and not wonder what the hell they are doing. Jason Lockett for analysis. <laughs> well, I mean, the way they handled the selection of Jordan Love leading up to it, um, the, the way they handled the messaging of that, the, the, the lack of communication with their quarterback, then trying to have you all believe that, no, he just fell into our lap, and then and the, the, the ridiculousness of, of that whole sort of narrative and, you know, the coach, I didn't even know anything was happening. I mean, did we draft another quarterback? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and the double talk about all that. Uh, 
you know, up till Mark Murphy now, you know, letting everybody know that the deceased general manager who drafted Aaron Rodgers, who can no longer speak for himself or provide any sort of context as to how or why he may have once or maybe a hundred times referred to Aaron Rodgers as a complicated fellow and exactly what that means. Now we've got Mark Murphy um, yucking it up for the cameras, dropping that. So, you know, everything from last year's draft weekend to now, I just don't it, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense in real time and the deeper we go into this uh it's almost like you, you wonder if the people who work at lambeau field are in some alternative universe or they think they really uh it's really them and not him or they they like think they're going to derive some joy out of this again in, in may and june when it you might have a cute little sound bite now but when you're one in five and he's still not there. How's that going to look? And, and why give him more fodder to, to fuel his fire that we all know can burn uh, quite passionately, more passionately than the average bear? I mean, why further come up with ways to poke the bear and divide him from you? Uh, because you think you're going to win some PR battle? Because you think the fans really believe it's him who's dividing the organization or dividing the fan base and, and like it's almost as if they act as like this just happened to them. You know what I mean? Like it just <laughs> fell out of the sky. This whole fight with, you know, maybe the greatest player in the history of their franchise. I mean it it it, it really is silly and naive and sophomoric and I, I just don't understand how they think any of this helps their cause with Aaron Rodgers, with their locker room, with their fan base, with anybody who's paying even a little bit of attention. Meanwhile, I'm working to secure the rights to produce a a bourbon for this low-level celebrity called Complicated Fella. Anyway, uh, Stephon Gilmore didn't show up to Patriots minicamp, and uh, Jalen Ramsey is like the head of tourism for L.A. Any guy that's mad and doesn't show up for work has decided he's going to be the welcoming committee and try to sell them, even though the player doesn't get to choose that. But can he be moved, or are they going to come calmer heads prevail? Well, I mean, this is not quite like an Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have that sort of leverage. Um, he's in the last year of his deal. He's had a lot of success there, obviously. And Bill Belichick certainly seems to be in all-in mode. And the fact that they didn't even really seriously dangle him before the draft, where a lot of people would have assumed that uh, Gilmore would have been gone long before now, tells me that Belichick doesn't really intend to move him. And... Unlike Mark Murphy, I wouldn't want to really get in a stare down with Bill Belichick at the end of the day. Um, I, I, that's one situation where I think management might have a little more Darth Vader in them than, than you. And with all the money they've spent, um, could they throw a couple million dollars at him and, 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 and throw some more incentives on top of that? and make this thing work for another year where they're trying to get back into the playoffs and have some pedigree. And then you let them go for, and you take your comp pick next year and you call it a win. Um, this isn't as personal. This isn't as bitter as the Aaron Rodgers situation. And, and the Aaron Rodgers situation is about a whole lot of stuff um, that's visceral and emotional where with Gilmore, it's really just about money. He knows he fits the scheme there. He, he you know, he, he believes in the coach. Hell, he's the one who just, you know, he's the one who wanted to be with the coach. Sure. He just went to the coach as a free agent. So I, I think this is one that can get sorted out with a little bit of money um, and dangling the carrot and not the stick. 
He's on Twitter at Jason Lock and for a CBS Sports NFL insider. Jay, as always, buddy, we appreciate your time. Enjoy everything this week. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Sounds good, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. See you, Jason. I know what I've been waiting for all weekend for, for the Stefan Gilmore story, how Berman would announce Gilmore holding out. You ready? Okay, can, I, can I do that for you? Are ready for this? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. And in regards to Stefan Gilmore, girls and boys, get ready for a holdout, DJ. <laughs> Did I hit it right? I said, in regards to Stefan Gilmore, girls and boys, get ready for a holdout. No, that's key. It's it's all it's all about those those three words and how you, how you piece those together. No, I like that. Uh, it, it's just kind of interesting because you got this fight and Daniil Hunter somehow decided, hey, you know what? I missed a lot of time. Uh, I should go and get my money now. So <laughs> Minnesota took care of that today. Uh, but yeah, I like the Gilmore Girls. I, I figured it was coming. I, I keep seeing it pushed as new episodes and all this kind of stuff that I should be watching. I'm not gonna, uh, but I appreciate them <laughs> alerting me to their availability. One more, one more for you. Ready? You ready? Yeah, one go ahead. More? Yeah, yeah, sure. In the '80s, we had the hatred between Gilmore and Waters. Now it's Gilmore and the Patriots. DJ. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the Gilmore Waters thing, still going, buddy. Oh, yeah, still, still going. Still going. Fights over animals. Uh, yeah, the oh, an- yeah, yeah. Animals album, which is fantastic for yeah. those that haven't heard it. Talking about a reissue, having the liner notes, whatever. It's all just a big bleeping mess. And now he's fighting with Zuckerberg. I tell you, all sorts of stuff. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let me hear a whoa. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best <laughs> friend, Mike Harmon. Oral greatness. Yeah. Uh, we got a big baseball story coming up in about 10 minutes at, when it comes to the sticky stuff. Uh, but right now, end the of the first quarter. The stickiest of the icky. The sticky of the icky and the tack of the spider. Uh, end of the first quarter. Right now, this game is on pace to be a final score of the Clippers 120 and Utah 42. It is 30-13. to 13. The Clippers play incredibly t- tight defense off the bat in this one, and they are completely dominant right now. Donovan Mitchell has just four points for the Jazz. Meanwhile, Kawhi Leonard's got 12 already for the Clippers. We'll have more on this game coming up in a few minutes. But, you know, coming off this this huge win, my Hawks, my Carmen, I told you, my Hawks, right? My Hawks, they win. <laughs> now you're I told you they go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I, told you, I told you before the season, Eastern Conference Finals for the Hawks. Yeah, and then they you win. quit on them. No, I didn't win. I, I, listen, I just, I just you go which Knicks, way the wind Knicks, blows. Knicks, 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 nah, nah, nah. that was hey. it. Hey, listen, stuff you make, you say before the season always weighs more, has more uh, a weight to it because you make Why? it because before you're, you you're see a lot. Why? Because you're reactionary as opposed well, to yeah. thoughtful. Hey, if, if, if I gave you a bottle in front of you that had a bunch of ping pong balls in it and I said, okay, without opening your eyes, how many ping pong balls are in there? If you got it right, it'd be pretty. it's better than when you get the chance to look at it and see and kind of count and go, okay, that's 25 ping pong balls. That's how it is. It's, it's I really I thought it was going a different direction when you said <laughs> I put a bottle in front of you. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> but it's only uh, Monday. But, 
The Hawks win it 103 to 100. And Joel Embiid, a horrendous night. He goes 0 for 12 from the floor in the second half. He misses a three that was ill-advised. He he throws a basic air ball up with a 15-foot jumper. These are two shots in the final 90 seconds. And then he misses a wide-open layup with eight seconds left that would have given the Sixers a go-ahead lead. Instead, the Hawks get the rebound. They hit free throws. They win it by three. Now, Joel Embiid's going to get a lot of blame. But you know what this is? This is a bad game for a guy who was physically and mentally exhausted. Right? You can see Embiid just didn't have it. Right? Obviously didn't have it in the second half. And yeah, you want want to go down if you're going to lose. You want to go down with your best player but this is why doc rivers has the reputation he does because he's got so many games like this that you can point to in the playoffs and go what the hell happened to you in the final three minutes of this game because that's the, that's a big hallmark of any doc rivers team in the playoffs how many times have you seen the end of games where he's coaching the clippers or the celtics or whatever it is and it's just absolute chaos and you don't understand why the team is operating the way it does because this basically was let's just keep getting the ball to Embiid. Let's just keep getting the ball to Embiid. Well, Embiid needs a little bit more. That he's he's exhausted. He needs a little bit of help. Not that you don't want him with the ball, but boy, do you got anything else? No, there was nothing else. There was no other guy stepping up to take shots. Ben Simmons comes out of the game with six seconds left, and and the Hawks with a two point lead. Uh, obviously, yes, you want to get Curry back in, who potentially could hit a three. But you know, Simmons comes out of the game when it's still a two point lead, and and it, it's just I watch the end of these games, and it's just how many times do we have to see games get away? from Doc Rivers coach teams in the final three minutes where you go, what the hell happened? I don't understand. It's like these three minutes went by and there was just nothing but playground basketball. And, and, that's, and that's the sense of what happens. And it, it's, it's documented that you can point to all kinds of games as Doc Rivers being a head coach where this happens at the end of games. Well, I think the other part is that you mentioned Ben Simmons coming out. Ben Simmons had one, literally one shot attempt in the second half going through the play-by-play. He was on the receiving end of an alley-oop with 4.50 left in the third. He In the fourth, he, had, he went one of two from the foul line. Other than that, the only things that appear are a flagrant foul in the third, uh, and then a, uh, he had a rebound in the fourth. Otherwise, he was a, he's a disappearing act. As, as good as he plays and as well as he plays on defense, that he, he's a liability that you have to sub out you can't make a play and certainly can't hit or be asked to even try to attempt a three-point shot yeah it's uh the faulty construction but uh yeah i'm gonna lay it on Embiid because he's still out there so he still draws the uh draws the ire but your your doc rivers uh ineptitude in these spots is noted and we'll go into his Wikipedia page with other fails, particularly now that this series is tied up and you breathe life back into the Atlanta Hawks, not to mention Embiid hit the deck a couple of times. I got to wonder physically where he's at going forward in the next game. Yeah, he is exhausted, man. Look, we see him get tired at the end of games. They can't, it's very difficult. He was 420, Doc, man. And now, and now Doc is already cursing in the postgame press conference. The other team outworked us the whole blanking game. Oh, we'll get Doc it Rivers. Sounds like Michael Malone. Profanity laced <laughs> uh, statement coming your way next. Uh, as well as, like I said, big story out of Major League Baseball when it comes to the sticky stuff. Fox. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.